Week 18 is officially in the books. It's Science Hill delivered the San Francisco 49ers finished the 2023 NFL season 12 and 5. Still number one in the conference, number one in the daggone division, just number one in the NFC. They did their thing, even though they lost to the Rams. We'll break it down. We'll go through the game. We'll go through some grading. We'll get look forward to the divisional round, right? We got to get the chillax for a week. And trust me, we need it. <laughs> but guys, stick around right here on the Wayne Breezy Show. What's going on, faithful? It's your boy Wayne Breezy. Thank y'all so much for tuning in to the Wayne Breezy Show. Round of applause to every faithful out there. For sticking around for a whole season, for enduring a 18 weeks of an NFL season. Guys, do you know how hard that is? Like 18 weeks you guys endured the NFL season. It's been a long season. It's been some ups. It's been some downs. The good news is the 49ers finished with a winning record. So shout out and round of applause to everybody out there that uh, predicted that the San Francisco 49ers would go 12 and 5. You guys, you get the best. Shout out. Shout out to you. This one goes out to you and you and you. Uh, listen, guys, make sure you hit that like button. We are live on YouTube. We are live on Facebook. We are also are live on Twitch. And we are live on X formerly known as Twitter. So, guys, make sure you hit that like button. If you're on Twitter, guys, repost it, reshare it, quote, tweet it, do whatever it is you got to do uh, as of right now. Let's get the show pumping, man. This is your daily 49ers talk with your host, myself, Wayne Breezy. I'm excited to be here with you. It's Monday. It's not a victory Monday, but it is what it is. First, I got a shout out to my sister, Melissa. She's in the building. She says, Breezy, I love the Trent Williams to uh, Avatar. Good luck today rooting for you. Sis, when I tell you I truly appreciate you, uh, thank you so much. For those that don't know what she's talking about, hold on. Hold up. I don't even know why I had to bend all the way over because you just seen it in the back. Uh, uh, on my chair but you know it's a blue day for those out there not blue because you want to feel sad or anything like that but it's all about the michigan blue and maize on today or amazing blue go blue michigan you got one more assignment get it done national championship tonight 6 45 p.m eastern standard time i'm hoping that the wolverines somehow close this out because i think this is the end of the jim harbaugh era over at michigan so uh, I'm hoping we get it done. All right, but Melissa, thank you so much. Shout out to the Breezy Bunch crew. You guys are in the building. My man Nick Nice is in the building. What's going on, family? <laughs> I got, I get the emojis. Love it. <laughs> Red Jet Shell is in the building. Uh, thing two up in. Who's thing one? 
Uh, I missed who Thing One was. I missed it, guys. Dr. Seuss, Thing One, Thing Two, right? Uh, Manly's in the building. My man Boss is in the building. All right, now let's go dominate these playoffs. I love it, right? Already looking forward to the future of the San Francisco 49ers. My man Ebel was good, everyone. What's good to you, bro? I hope you're having a great Monday morning. Uh, my man Troy. Troy sent me a text message, and I'm like, dang. I couldn't even write the words fire. I just wrote yes all the way out. Oh, Nick is Thing One. Got it. Understood. My man, JB Hella Hard 2800, the shirt is officially here. Fam, I love it. Matter of fact, I'm definitely going to wear it on one of these shows uh, today or tomorrow for sure. But I appreciate the love, man. I hope you're feeling better. Peachy's in the building. She wants everybody to join that Breezy's Bunch. So click the Breezy Bunch join button, right? And you can become a member of the Breezy Bunch crew right now. It's like the Get Fresh crew. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but it, yeah, that that that's what it is. So join it. Shout out to Peachy. Hey, everyone out there. Let's have a great show with the hashtag, the BB. Guys, don't forget those hashtags. We know what it is. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to get to. We got a whole week uh, to get through with, on a bye week. So the Niners earned another bye week. Shout out to the San Francisco 49ers. Don't bother me. Blessings, faithful. It's that time of the season we have been waiting for. I wish I had my, my, my movie voice. It's that time of the season we have been waiting for. I don't have the deepness going on right now. For some reason, like I just, I just can't get that low in the registry. If I would have did that first thing in the morning though, it would have, it would have been dope. It it's, it's that time of the season we have all been waiting for. That's better. That's better. That's better. All right. That's a lot better. All right. Um, damn, Paul told me to wake up. I'm up. I'm up. Fernando's in the building. Fernando, did you wait a minute, Fernando? 49 story. Did you wait a minute? I'm I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna search. 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 How you gonna say hi to everybody but me? How you gonna say hi? You say hi to Peachy. You say hi to Christy. You show Troy love. I'm still looking for mine. Hold up. It's come, uh, it ain't here. I don't see it. All right. I see how we doing. I see how you kicking off 2024. Say less, bro. I love you, fam. It's all love. Marty Mar, 49er Empire in the building. <laughs> Damn. We bashing them already? Okay. Uh, I, Sam, I am. Dang. Yep. Robert Bill Jr. needs to play more. We'll talk about that. Um, you know what I'm saying? We'll, we'll, we'll definitely talk about Christy's in the building with the good morning. See how Christy joins and says, good morning, family. Now I don't feel uh, uh, left out because I feel like I'm part of the family. You know what I'm saying? But this is how you do it, right? This is how you do it. My man Terrence, what up, Breezy and Niner fan? Now I feel like I'm I'm being reverenced in the hellos and the good morning. Because the first thing I say to y'all is, what's going on? You know what I mean? What's going on, Ed? Uh, Edward, all right, I don't want to offend anybody for shortening up people's names. Uh, Jax Knox is in the building. What? The queen has arrived. 13 and 4. Queen has arrived. Do I got the... I don't, but I have this horn. Just playing, just playing, just playing, just playing. Colin is in the building. Fish and Chips is in the building. We got a bunch of... Yo, you guys are faithful to to the show. God dang, I ain't seen this many... Uh... Uh, members at the same time. I still don't see Fernando saying hello to me. Larry, what's going on? Say, I told you Facebook be in the building. Love you too, bro. Appreciate you for loving the show. Big Des, I see you out there. All right, I, there's a lot of y'all. I'll come back to some of y'all in, in, in later on in the show. All right, you guys ready? Let's have some fun. I'm not taking it personal if you don't pick Michigan. I, 
Listen, I, I promise. It's no love lost. Guys, you know what the one thing about me? Like, I don't get offended too easily. But I, I, I just stay in my lane. You got, I'll disappear, go watch Michigan, and y'all won't even know I'm going. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's me, you know? Uh, you know, and, and, and you know what? Shout out to, like, uh, like Peachy, Kali, the Ohio State, my, my Ohio, the Ohio State family. Like, they show love all season long, like, just off the strength. But that don't mean they was rooting for Michigan. They just show love. You know what I'm saying? I got to make sure my lips stay, uh, stay moist. Pause. Um, I don't want no cracked lips. And it's cold over here on the East Coast, too. You know what I'm saying? It's super cold. We got a gifted membership to start off the show. Nigel, what's going on, baby? Got to show you some love for gifting the membership. And the membership went to none uh, none other than Sean Tuber. Love the name. Welcome to the Breezy Bunch people. Look at that. They just welcoming you in. I love it, man. I love it. You guys are the best. Look, I'm going to keep it a buck, man. I know we did an overreaction show. Shout out to Peachy last night. And, and I was still, I'm tight. I don't, I don't like losing. I don't think people understand that, you know, it's not okay to lose. You have to accept the loss, but it's not okay. It's never okay. I don't, I don't like losing, period. I don't like that the San Francisco 49ers took an L to the Los Angeles Rams. I wouldn't have liked it if they took an L to the Cardinals or to the Seahawks. I just don't, I, I wouldn't have liked it no matter what. I think that, that's understood, right? Um, but then I, what, what I didn't like about this game, shout out to my brother Mike. He says he hates it too. What I didn't like about this game was how they lost. You know? It was one of those games where I kind of wish they just got their butts handed to them. Unfortunately, it was one of those games where they lost the lead in the fourth quarter. It's good old classic Kyle Shanahan. And this time, at least we can't blame the starters. Because they weren't playing. At the end of the day, like, there was a lot of positives you could get from the game. So I hope people understand that there was still some positivity uh, from this particular game. If you if you watched the game, there was still some positives. A lot of positive takes you can get from this game. So don't be too, like, harsh. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, this is the reason why. You know, some of the players aren't starters and, and won't be starters as of right now. And they're still developing. You know, whether they've been starting all season long like the kicker or whether they haven't started one game in their career like Taylor Hawkins. Like, players are out there. They're still trying to get reps in. And I realize how much players just need live reps. We talk about it a lot from the quarterback position. Uh, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, when Trey Lance was here, we would talk about, oh, he needed to get the reps. He needed the reps. He needed the reps. And it's true. You need reps. You need live action stuff that matters stuff that counts reps because even in preseason the reps aren't the same right like even in even in a preseason game like the rep the reps aren't the same they, they're preseason reps but at the end of the day like players need real life reps so like that was one positive that i got from watching this game i, I thought that you got to see some of the rookies play a lot uh, you got to see them uh, take on more responsibilities and roles, whether it was offensively or defensively. Uh, you got to see a lot of rookies get yelled at <laughs> by their coaches, whether it was Kyle Shanahan or Steve Wilkes. I mean, the yelling was uh, consistent going around. If a player made a mistake, they kindly had zero problems letting them know how they felt on the sideline. And the TV definitely made sure that they showed it. And I loved it, right? I, I loved every part of that um 
But, you know, like, look, you got to take this loss with a grain of salt. Um, both teams had their players out. So you can just say that this was a glorified preseason game. It was a game that didn't matter statistically. Uh, it didn't hold any weight for, you know, the San Francisco 49ers moving up or down. And so they had the luxury of going out playing a preseason game. See, what happens for me is I overreact, but then overnight after I pray and I go to sleep, I kind of wake up refreshed and I kind of have a different mindset on what I watched. Now, I got to go watch the game again because, you know, I got to go watch the game again. Uh, But you can see and from this particular game, like who needs more reps who needs more work, who needs more time out there, uh, and, and things like that. And so we, we get that from the game. We got to do, uh, we know we do the live Super Chats, the live shout-outs during the middle of the show. So even if it's in the middle of me talking, we got to show Jax Knox some love. Jax just gifted not one, not two, not three, not four, but five. Hut one, hut two, hut three, hut. Whole dirty past alive and uncut. We got five gifted memberships. Now I got to do my due diligence on figuring out who the five are, all right? So shout out to Snoopy Cortez. He's now a member. Camel Toe Harris 69. Is, is now a member. Fish and Chips. I, wrong name. Sorry, Fish. My bad. And Chips. Eddie Rosen is now a member. Uh, Mr. J is now a member, and then my man, Michael James Finlay, is now a member of the Breezy Bunch crew. Round of applause to all you guys. Um, this is the Wayne Breezy Show, right? So can I get back to um, Camel Toe Harris 69? The name of Camel, the Camel Toe, because it's, it's, it's Cause, cause, um, where are you, Camel Toe Harris? Like, make a comment or something. Like, I'm not laughing. I want to know the history, uh, behind that name. You are now a member. If you put what it is, I'm popping it up. I, I just want to know. But don't forget the 69. I think that's important because I'm super, uh, immature, and so like I'm 100% immature to where everything has to have a pause. But this is clearly a non-pause moment because Camel Toe Harris. 69. I, and I want to see... Uh, okay, let me stop. I'm getting off tangent. My bad. What's going on, Anshul? I'm getting off tangent. That's what happens when I see something that I wasn't supposed to see. You told me to stop? In the name of love, I will stop. But I want to know. I, I don't want... Don't be scared. This is a, a, a friendly environment. Trust me, once you start watching this show and you understand who I am, I say all the most plausible stuff. So everything that I say has to have a pause at the end of it for some reason because they're more immature than I am. Trust me, you are a part of the Breezy Bunch crew. It's the most immature, best group in the whole entire world. Round of applause to my crew. I want to laugh, but I'm live. And I don't, I don't wanna I don't wanna offend anybody. So the San Francisco 49ers lost 21-20 to the Los Angeles Rams. Um, and we got to talk about concerns, right? So let's start with the first concern. For me, the first concern was the injury to Cleveland Farrell. I, 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 first of all, I didn't see the injury. Watched the whole game. 
Didn't see the injury. Here's the injury report. And there's a couple of other players up there you might be a little bit concerned about or not. Uh, George Kittle had back spasms. Drake Greenlaw was ruled out again. They, was, they were ruled out right before game time. Like, you guys are not going to play. George Kittle with the back spasms. Uh, Drake Greenlaw with the, uh, 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 it, it was something, um, oh, my God, what was it? What's the word? Can't think of it. But he had an injury that was kind of like flaring up, and you didn't want that to kind of like like hinder him from playing. But here's what happened in the game. Uh, Cleveland Farrell left on the cart too, right? Left on the cart. Uh, here was the report. Uh, Kyle Shanahan said Farrell will have tests on Monday to diagnose or prognosis, diagnosis, to get a diagnosis and a prognosis on his injury. Uh, but it's not an MCL or an ACL, which was the fear. It's like the moment they hit the cart, you just be like, done for the season, right? Done for the season. The moment they hit the cart, uh, and that's a great thing, right? That's a great thing. Uh, it's not an ACL. It's not an MCL. Uh, and the good the good news is uh, Matt Barrows, shout out to Matt Barrows out there, man. Matt Barrows, shout out to the beat writers, but Matt Barrows has to be one of the coolest beat writers. So I got to give Matt Barrows uh, a round of applause I don't know if he gets offended about me. I don't care about anybody else, you know, reposting his stuff. But I make sure I give him credit um, because he's always a real one. He's been a real one. Uh, and so I wanted to show him some love here on the Wayne Breezy Show. But shout out to Matt uh, because he talked to Cleveland Farrell and he got a little statement from Cleveland Farrell. And I thought I thought that was spot on because I think the faithful were a little nervous. He said, just spoke to Cleveland Farrell. He said... He left the game largely as a precaution. He said he's optimistic about playing in two weeks. He's walking around with a limp, same old pimp. You know, ain't nothing changed but my limp. Can't talk, see my, limp, see my name on the blimp. Guaranteeing a million sales, could double up. Hey, hey, I didn't have the flow right, but if you guys know that song, put it in the chat. Um, walking around with a limp in the 49ers locker room. So he's walking around with a little ginger... You know what I'm saying? A little ginger limp or whatnot. Uh, but the good news is he was walking around. I hope people realize that that's the good news, right? Because he clearly left on a cart. He clearly left on a cart. Like, cart, everybody was like, not the cart. Like, you know, like walk off the field and then get on the cart. Like when you get in the tunnel so we don't see the cart. But nah, it was precautionary for him. Uh, and he was walking without... He's walking without a limp. I'm sorry. I thought I said he's walking with a limp. Without a limp. So that's good. My bad. He's walking without a limp. That's even better, right? Even better. So this is good news for Cleveland Farrell. Now we'll get the test results on today. Hopefully we'll get some results whenever they release the results, right? Well, whenever they release the results, we'll know. But uh, I think he's going to be good to go in a couple of weeks. So shout out to Cleveland Farrell. Now Taylor Hawkins had a wrist injury in this game. And um, he played the whole game. I thought he played relatively well. He had one, to me, one questionable. Like, if I if I was a cartoon character and I could draw the light bulb up there, one questionable call, and I guess they got to call it, but one questionable call. Nonetheless, wrist injury. What's up with our DBs and these hand and wrist injuries? You know, Embry Thomas had to get surgery on his hand and... And things like that, you know what I'm saying? And 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 whatever. Uh, you know. Uh, we got some questions in here too. Let's go ahead and get to a couple of questions. My man Ronnie says, Breezy, would you pick up a player like Justin Houston? These are all available players, too, guys, by the way. 
uh, Sue or Zach Hertz. Now that Dwelly's on the IR, it's a great, interesting question. I don't know, and, and I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest. How many more edge rushers do we need to add to this team? Because that, to me, is the issue in this whole game. I mean, the pressures were there, but the results weren't there. So I'm curious to know how many more edge rushers do we need to add via Justin Houston. So I will cross out Justin Houston's name, okay? Zach Ertz, I really think, I, in my opinion, I liked what I saw from Charlie Warner, and I loved what I saw. I loved what I saw from Charlie Warner, and I liked what I saw from Braden Willis. I think the 49ers put Ross Dwelly on the IR because they trust what they see in Braden Willis, and they feel like in the playoffs they're going to have a full throttle of George Kittle. Don't think they need to add Zach Ertz. I want Zach Ertz, but I don't think they need to add him, nor do I think that they will add him. So let's go ahead and cross Zach Ertz off the list. The Nadamakan Sue, though, is the question mark because I'm trying to figure out where can the 49ers find a way to generate pressure and run-stopping defense because if you watch the game that I watched yesterday, it just seemed like between the quarterback and Ronnie, whatever his name was, Freeman, just was running up the middle of the game. Just running up the middle of the defense. Like, smash the middle. Middle, 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 middle. That's all it was. Bang, 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 up the middle. And 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 that, to me, is the area where the Niners struggle. Now, let me, let me just, let me be clear and explain there's a difference when it's not a power run scheme up the middle. And that's all they did. That's what the Rams did in this game. If, if Kyron Williams was playing, it wouldn't have been more of a power run. It would have been more trying to get him outside, get him to the edges and things like that. But they had a different running back. They had a power back kind of like back there. It's kind of like Jordan Mason, like right? Like you want him to be the power back for the San Francisco 49ers. You want him running the power dives, the dives up the mid. Like you want those runs. That's what they were getting from Freeman. And so like, I think that's his name. <laughs> that's what they were getting from their running back. And so that's kind of like how they were taking advantage. And then even with Carson Wentz, I, I, in, in my Keys to Victory, every week I write an article for 49ers Web Zone called Keys to Victory. And every Saturday I release a video version of just that, you know, and it, it's not a live video. It's something that you have to watch, but I encourage you guys to watch it because I kind of go through tendencies of what the other teams do and what the 49ers need to do in order to take advantage of what the other teams do. And I knew for a fact that Carson Wentz was going to run the ball right up the middle because he's not a running quarterback. He's not a mobile quarterback. But what Carson Wentz did in this game was he used his mobility and his gift to get behind blockers and just rush up the middle. It wasn't about containing him on the edge. It was more about getting the pressure and not breaking down on the the interior. And that's where the Niners struggle. That's where Carson Wentz feeds. Carson Wentz led the team in rushing. He led the team in Russia. He led the team in Russia. 
Mike said on the pregame show on Nothing But Niners that Carson Wentz will lead the team in rushing. He said that after I even wrote my article saying that you have to find a way to contain this quarterback. You're not just containing them on the edge. You got to be aware of what's in front of you. That's how, what's the quarterback from uh, Cincinnati? Uh, uh, Joe Burrow. That's how Joe Burrow did his damage right up the middle. Lamar Jackson. Where did he run? Did he run to the outside? Now he escaped to the outside and he cut that ball right up that middle and then and then and then broke Fred Warner off something proper. It's something about the middle. It's weird. It's like our defenders don't spy. We don't use a spy. What is a spy? A spy is typically your your linebacker, one of your linebackers, they're assigned to not leave a certain area. There's they're assigned to rock the quarterback. Follow the quarterback wherever the quarterback goes. You go to the right, they move to the right. You go to the left, they move to the left. But typically, that's the role of an of the assignment. So no matter what defense that they're playing in, no matter what coverage that they're in, that you can kind of like audible to that assignment and say, hey, spy this quarterback because you don't want to give up a third and long. Godly. Third and longs, man. Third and freaking longs. I mean, the Niners... Struggle in third and longs, but no. So, Sue is the question mark, Ronnie. Like, why not? What? What do we? What, what's the problem? What? What? Like, he? What is, is he asking? If he's asking for too much, then that's the problem. But if he ain't, look, I'm all cool with Sebastian Joseph Day. Uh, but they can. They you can always get more interior guys. That's how I look at it. That's how I'm looking at. It. I don't care. Sue is so great. I think he would still come in and be better than some of the reserves on the on, on the San Francisco 49ers. Not a shot at them, but he's been playing football for a very long time, and he's a very powerful, strong guy. He has great leverage. He understands his role, his assignment. The only knock to Ndamukong Sue is his maturity, but the dude like 50, he got to be mature by now, right? I don't know. But that, that Ronnie would be... Would would be the one. Uh, Miss Sin says it's Armstead coming back. This is the plan, uh, Miss Sin. Like you, you're planning for Eric Armstead to come back, but that doesn't mean that you don't want to make sure that your interior is is stacked. And so um, the plan is for Armstead to come back. I believe he's going to come back. I believe he's going to come back strong with a vengeance, and he's going to dominate in the playoffs like he used to. But if that plantar fasciitis flares up. And it gets too much. It gets too painful to play with after the first game. You know what I'm saying? Like it's going to be a problem. So now you got to figure out how you're going to keep rotating him in, rotating him out. It's more of a management pain tolerance type of thing. But I do think that's the Niners' plan uh, for Eric Armstead. Uh, that's just in my opinion. You know, I got to show my man Accord uh, some love. I appreciate you for loving the content, man. Like, whew, sometimes. I love constructive criticism because I always want to get better. But to hear just like this type of stuff, man, it, it helps. It definitely helps. So I appreciate that accord. But yeah, like when you look at this game, like this was one of those games where you were like, okay, can our reserves outplay the reserves from the opposing team? That's why Mike and I said on No Harm, No Foul that <laughs> this game was going to come down to coaching and players executing and which reserves would be better. And so when we did our show... We basically sat there and said, oh, man, like you, it's, it's Tutu Atwell, a better wide receiver than Ronnie Bell. It's Tutu Atwell, a better wide receiver than 
Chris Conley, is he better than Ray Ray McLeod? The answer was yes. I mean, he's been playing with the starting unit all season long. He's just not a number one guy. He didn't even make any number one plays other than catching a two-point conversion in this game, but you know of his name. Then you look at Puga Nakua. You got to look at Ben Skoranek, right? You got to look at their depth. And then there was guys we've never even heard of catching plays. So it just seemed like they had better, more, I don't want to say that they're better skilled because sometimes you don't got to be the, the best skilled player out there to execute. You just don't. If the ball's thrown to you, you just got to catch the gosh darn ball. That's kind of like what it comes down to. This game came down to execution. If we if we going to keep it a buck, it came down to execution. Our kicker couldn't kick and our wide receivers couldn't catch. Let's just keep it a buck. And then at the very end of the game, our quarterback fumbled it. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. Like you, All backups except for the kicker, who was a rookie. You can't make it up. You can't make up that. And you know what pissed me off the most about this particular game? Kalia Dervis is on the IR. He's not, he's going to be pretty, he's done for the season. Uh, you know what, you know what pissed me off more about this game? I see Kali says Moody cost us two dubs this season. I don't think I, I, I it's it's point-wise, I get it. We get four more points. We win this game with those four points from Moody. So can we talk about us having a 20 to 7 lead like in the fourth quarter? Like we're not going to have that conversation. That's not the conversation we really want to have. I know that Moody lost the game. I understand that his four points would have helped us win this game, but why do we give up 14 points? Like how why? And it came down to like players executing and so like you know your defense is getting abused your offense couldn't make plays anymore i thought the game plan switched a little bit you know what i'm saying like i it's just a lot like that you had to take in literally like almost in one quarter like almost in one quarter let me let me just double check because i could have swore the game came down to like that quarter like the the so, so the Rams got six in the third. So my apologies. So they got seven in the first quarter. They got the touchdown in the third, and then they scored eight. Well, the Niners didn't score any in the third and fourth quarter, and that's what happened. That's what happened. So, like, yeah, you're right. Moody's four points, bam, you win this game. Even if the Rams kicker kicked that extra point, you win by two. He missed. Our offense couldn't flow. Our defense couldn't stop a nosebleed. And it was what it was. So it's a lot to take in. Uh, it's a lot to look at. It's a lot that needs to be fixed. But I feel like if the 49ers, if Kyle Shanahan, in my opinion, wanted to win this game, they would have won this game. Because all he had to do was stick to what was working. We got a Super Chat contribution. Shout out to my man, James. What's going on, James? I hope you're great out there, man. Happy Monday to you. He says, is Moody more likely to win us a Super Bowl or a playoff game? Or is his career going to go the Ace Ventura Miami Dolphins route? I think everybody feels like it's going to go that second route. And if you're asking me this question, uh, you know, Ray Finkel in the movie was a veteran kicker. Uh, whereas Jake Moody is still a rookie. Uh, and so no excuse for Jake Moody being a rookie because he has to kick the ball. Uh, but this kid is still being uh, molded. Uh, he's still being shaped. He's still being put through the fire. These were unpressured kicks. So listen, I get the frustration. I get the worrying. 
Like, you guys are normal. Like, everybody's normal. I'm not worried. But you guys are normal. There's nothing wrong with you being worried. Trust me. There's nothing. Like, please be worried. Like, like look, you got to, and, and it's, oh, and, and I want you to know that it's okay. Uh, if you feel like this kicker sucks, that's fine. Uh, but at some point, um, he's not been any, and he hasn't been uh, pressured into, luckily he hasn't faced any of these type of situations. I mean, he did lose the game-winning field goal in Cleveland, um, you know, but wasn't getting, I don't want to say it was the game-winning field goal in Cleveland because if I'm not mistaken, the Niners had an opportunity to get a game-winning field goal, and instead we no, he missed the game when the field goal to Cleveland. And so I'm thinking of Minnesota and the other uh, two teams where he had he didn't get the opportunities uh, because of interceptions. So, yeah, he did miss that. Uh, this wasn't a pressure kick, so I don't know. I don't know what it was. Um, I can't really tell you what he's thinking. I wish I wish we could get him on the show and just ask him, like, kind of like what goes on in his head. As a matter of fact, you know what I'm going to do? When I go to the Senior Bowl this year, I'm going to interview the kickers, and I want to know what goes on in their head under pressure. I think that's a great – because I think it might be the same just for about everybody, and then it's them trying to overcome that adversity. So, Moody, is he likely to win as a Super Bowl? I'm going to say yes if he's presented that situation, but I know why everybody's saying no. It, it just doesn't feel that way. You don't get the same vibe from, from Jake Moody. And, and, and so I understand. It's all understandable. Uh, I tell you what, today on No Harm, No Foul, Mike and I are going to break down Jake Moody, and we're going to tell you if the Niners need to figure out a way to add another kicker or add someone uh, heading into these playoffs because you don't want – him to lose a big game if it came down to that uh and there's a possibility that it could come down to a kick so mike and i are going to break that down today at 4 p.m eastern standard time no harm no foul all right uh thank you for the super chat contribution too by the way let's talk about some good stuff because the niners got their schedule all righty uh, they got the teams that they're locked and loaded, that they're going to be playing at home. They got the Cardinals, the Rams, obviously the Seahawks. Those are your divisional opponents. But guess what? Chi-Town is coming to Santa Clara, Detroit. Oh, we got the NFC North. I like it. All right. So we got we got Chicago. We got the Lions. We got the New York Jets. We got the Pat Riots. We got the Chiefs and the Cowboys. They'll be coming to San Francisco. Santa Clara to play the San Francisco 49ers in 2024. And then we will be traveling, obviously, to Arizona, Los Angeles, and Seattle, right? But we're going to Green Bay. We're going back to Minnesota. We're going to Miami. We're going to be in Florida two times in 2024. Miami and in Tampa Bay, two different areas of Florida, and Buffalo. And I'm hoping that they give us I want to see the 49ers play in the cold. Is it just me? I just I want to see them play in the snow. I want to see them play in the cold. And they got one to two potential, three potential games, four potential games, excuse me, to get that experience. Now, the NFL will probably do the San Francisco 49ers the worst justice. They'll do them an injustice and give them back-to-back Kansas City, Minnesota, uh, <laughs> Buffalo, uh, and Green Bay, like – Back to back to back to back, like right in mid-smack December. Tell me that's not a crazy December, right? 
That I said I want to see them play in the cold, but I don't want to see them play in the cold four weeks in a row. So I'm asking and I'm begging the NFL computer right now to not do that. But I just know the way my bank account is set up, you got to move this money from the check to the savings. Like I just understand that that's the way it rolls for the San Francisco 49ers. So there might be four weeks in a row in the month of December where they're going to be playing some cold games. Woo! That's going to be crazy. That's going to be cray, cray, crazy. I'm talking cold and I'm talking snow. Potentially, does it? Does it snow in Kansas? It does snow in Kansas City, right? Yeah, that's going to be crazy. Um, So that's some good news. Uh, I know fans are looking forward to what it's going to look like in 2024. We got to finish up 2023, right? Because we got to go out this season with a bang uh, or whatnot. Let's get into some grades, all right? So here are the grades per Bleacher Report. Uh, the San Francisco 49ers offensively and defensively, ladies and gents. Uh, offensively, like, and and I'll go through, I'll go through the total uh, number of snaps just to put things into perspective. All right. So in the top five, only two of those players played the whole game: Sam Darnold and Aaron Banks. So I just want people to understand that Brandon Ayuk was number one though with an eighty-nine point nine. I could tell you right now, Brandon Ayuk was about to get two hundred yards in this game. It, it just looked like he just can get open and he was about to feast and Sam Darnold was finding him like at one point in his game Sam Darnold was five for five that first series five for five five for five hundred percent second series seven for nine so so like Sam Darnold was was definitely doing his due diligence out there on the football field hence why he's in the he's in the top five uh but Brandon Ayuk was he was about to feast 23 snaps uh, for Brandon Ayuk. He finished with 89.9. Matt Pryor came in at left tackle. Uh, he probably came in over um, Jalen Moore. Jalen Moore took the majority of the snaps at left tackle. Trent Williams started the game at left tackle, uh, had 12 snaps. Jalen Moore took over, and Matt Pryor closed out the game. So in Matt Pryor's closing, and only 16 snaps, he finished with an 83.3 offensive grade. Ben Barch came in to replace uh, Aaron Banks, I guess, at the left guard spot. He took 16 snaps uh, for Aaron Banks. Uh, and then you got Aaron Banks at 61 snaps, finished with a 73.2. And Sam Darnold finished with a 73 uh, grade against the Los Angeles Rams. Let's go to the defensive side. Isaiah Oliver is your best defender out there. 67 total snaps. He played the whole game on defense and, and the nickel, right? Whole game in the nickel, 74.0 uh, grade. He he was the best tackler out there on the football field. I just want to put that out there. I, I tell you the one thing about uh, Isaiah Oliver, man, in space, he's a problem. I don't know if it's because of his length. And his size, like, ability, but dang, like, you, good luck. Now, where he struggles is in coverage, but that's another story. But, listen, in space, he makes those tackles. Sebastian Joseph Day, he had 33 snaps as an interior defensive tackle, 72.4. Darrell Luter Jr., uh, who I thought got beat on a play, but was in good position. Um, but he finished with a 71.6, 44 snaps for the rookie. Most snaps he's had all career. 
uh, in the NFL. DeAndre Lenore, his 23 snaps, which he was limited, finished with a 69.7. And then free safety, starting free safety, Logan Ryan. He started the game, finished the game, 67 snaps. Uh, I mean, 67 snaps, excuse me. He finished with a 69.3 grade. So that was your defense. And, 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 and to me, in my opinion, the defense was the issue uh, in this particular game. Uh, I, I know Jake Moody missed, and we can we can throw him under the bus. Cool. But defensively, they gave up too many unanswered points. 14 to be exact. 14 unanswered points is, is a non-negotiable for uh, uh, a Steve Wilkes type of a defense, hence why he was pissed off. You got and then you got to factor in the context because look, I thought Taylor Hawkins played a decent game. I thought that one penalty went from him playing a phenomenal game, first start. It only took one penalty, y'all, just one, just one penalty, one penalty, and it 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 just it just tore him up, right? One penalty just tore him up, and so. Uh, you know, breaking down the defense, in my opinion, I thought the defense, if I had to grade the defense, I'd give the defense probably like a C minus. Uh, they started off in the A range, uh, and then they finished off like kind of like in the in the in the in the D plus range. Uh and, and it's because you had a lot of young guys out there, man. And, and this is why people keep saying that these guys need snaps, these guys need reps. Yes, absolutely, 100 percent We'll never ever disagree with that. Uh, but they were put under the test. I didn't like Samuel Womack. I mean, I, I felt like he was good. He was he was good in coverage, but he just was not in the right place at the right time. And again, that big penalty is what kind of like moved him down down the field. Uh, you know, for for the guys to get the uh to get the play. Who do you think had the worst defensive performance out there uh in the against the Rams? We'll go through the defense, then we'll go through the offense and we'll obviously we'll go through the special teams, but who do you think had the worst defensive performance? It wasn't that bad to where it was like bad bad, but it wasn't that bad. Are you serious? Did you said Fred Warner? You you thought Fred Warner had the worst defensive performance? Let's see where Fred Warner was graded. I mean, I know I watched Fred, Fred Warner play, but he didn't even get graded. Like, no, no, I'm lying. I'm, I'm, I'm wrong. Wrong list. Fred Warner was graded 15th. He had a 50 and a half grade. 50 and a half grade. Um, my issue was the missed tackles once again. They were one under double digits. One under double digits. One under double digits. All right, here we go. I just want to put up some of these names. Uh, we got we got Ward. Listen, guys, let's talk about football real quick. I'm not defending Mooney Ward, but I got to throw him some love. He was t- – the coverage was good, okay? It's not like he got beat, but the, the throw was perfect. So in my opinion – that was more on the pass rush than it was on Mooney Ward. Now, mind you, the play was either going to be a catch for a touchdown or a pass interference call. I just want I just want people to understand that that, that play was either going to be a catch for a touchdown or P.I. Either way, they was getting the ball for six points or they was going to get the ball at the one-yard line. So I just want people to understand that that's how that was going to work out. I thought the coverage was good. Like I just, I just thought the throw was better. 
Uh, I, I thought the throw was better. Uh, Chase Young. Chase Young. Okay. Okay. Let, let, let's let's talk about Chase Young. I like this. I, I like this a lot. I actually like this exercise. Let's talk about Chase Young. Look, Chase Young. I mean, you 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 could you can be mad at Chase Young. One hundred thousand percent. I mean, he he just let's see how many missed tackles he had. Chase Young finished ninth. Uh, he played fifty seven snaps. This is kind of like. You know, everybody, including y'all, like y'all wanted him to rest this game, remember? And I was like, no, he needs to play. Why? Because he needs to get used to this system. These little limited 30-game snaps, that ain't, that ain't it. Like, we need him to get into the system. Finished with a 65.7. He played 57 total snaps. He had four pressures. They all were hurries because he couldn't get the sacks. He had two missed tackles, and his missed tackles were sacks. Like, I, I'm telling you, like, his missed tackles were sacks. He had that one stop in the backfield for a tackle for a loss in this game. So I can I can dig it. I You know, I just want to give you guys some perspective on what Chase Young did. Like, he was effective because he had four pressures. Effective. Matter of fact, guess who had the most pressures? Chase Young. He just didn't finish on the pressures that was the thing like like yo i'm in your face and 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 i'm hurrying you i'm just missing out on you <laughs> like i just couldn't get my paws and arms around you to bring you down part of that's on carson wentz and part of it's on chase young so if you're mad at chase young i can dig it 100 percent uh we talked about Mooney ward ronnie says womack I, like damn yeah, like Womack, Womack was, I thought Womack was was all right. Um, I thought he was all right. He finished 14th with a 54.2 grade. Um, he had two tackles in this game, um, one missed tackle. So he did have the missed tackle. And I think this is where, like, people really saw it. So he was targeted three times, and he gave up all three catches, and one of them was a touchdown. So, like, I get it. Um, I I get it, I get it. Uh, Isaiah Oliver gave up. Our, Isaiah Oliver was targeted six times, and he gave up all six of his catches. But I, I think you expect that in the nickel. Like like they, those guys are gonna catch the ball. The slot. Um, Logan Ryan had one target. He gave up his catch. That was a hundred percent. And last but not least, Mooney Ward was targeted three times and gave up his catch, but he was graded uh nineteenth. So yeah, like Ward, yeah, these are all uh all reasonable who you felt like was the worst defensive player of the game. But again, when you look at the defense, man, that this is to me, this is the issue. This was the issue. They gave up 14 unanswered points, and that's unacceptable. And you have to get number one, and I think it I it started up front, and that's what I saw. It started up front. Like, they missed out on opportunities to get the sack, to create that down and distance, uh, and, and to make it harder for Carson Wentz and the Rams. And, the, the, and to, to, that, that pass rush, in my opinion, just has to be better. Guys, there was one play. I felt like Carson Wentz had seven seconds to throw the ball. Like, seven? Come on. That's an automatic pass, first down, some something. Something, 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 something. 
All right, Ben wants to know what were our final home game stats. Ben, can you bear with me one second? Because I got you, bruh. I like when you guys ask some questions, I got you, you know. You might not be members or anything, but I got you. I see I see the questions as they pop up, all right? So, Niners, possession, 29 minutes in this game. They had the, they, they had the ball less, I would say that. They ran 58 offensive plays. They finished the game with 300 in offensive yards. They averaged 5.2 yards per play, but they had five penalties for 78 yards. You could chalk that one penalty for 48 of those yards in this game. That was that pass interference call, all right, on Taylor Hawkins. Uh, they scored three touchdowns. Get the, the good thing is, the good thing, they were three for three in the red zone. So they got three touchdowns. Every time they got to the red zone, they scored a touchdown, right? Uh, they did miss a field goal, so that's bad. They missed the PAT. That's bad. Uh, so they were two for three on PATs, 0 for one on field goals, but they were able to score in the red zone. Red zones, 20 yards to the end zone, right? And so they did that. Um, I thought Sam Darnold, I thought it was too much, too many pass attempts for him, 26. I know that's a decent number, but I would have liked to see the volume of when they happen a little bit less. I thought if we found a way to run the ball, it would have been a little bit different, but Darnold was 16 uh, for 26 as far as attempts and completions. That's 61.5%. Uh, he finished with 175 yards, averaging 6.7 yards. Uh, per attempt, 10.9 yards per completion, okay? He had the one touchdown uh, for throwing, zero zero interceptions, uh, but he was sacked three times, um, and we lost 14 yards on the sack. He finished with a passer rating of 94.2, so he didn't quite reach 100. He was playing over the 100 mark the majority of the game. Rushing, 29 carries for 125. We averaged 4.3 yards per carry. We had the two rushing touchdowns, one from Sam Darnold, one from Elijah Mitchell. So those were bonuses. All right, we got down there. We got the touchdowns. Uh, we had 20 first downs. So we out first down them by one. They had 19. They had 11 passing. We had 10 passing. They had seven uh, rushing. We had nine rushing. And then we both got a first down from a penalty. Here's where it got a little tricky because the Rams outdid us on third down. They were nine for 15. We were five for 10. They were 60%. We were 50%. On fourth down, we outdid them because they were three for four. They went for it on fourth down. Like every fourth down they got, they went for it. If if they were in uh, somewhat of a field goal range, they did, they weren't settling for field goals. That aggressiveness, though, is what, what you know, helped the Rams. Sean McVay was way more aggressive than Kyle Shanahan, and he decided to go for it just about on every fourth down. They missed it on one. They were 75% going three for four. We went for it once. We were 100%. Again, we both teams were 100% in the red zone, three for three. Uh, and 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 that's that's pretty much that's pretty much it. Like, you know, that's pretty much it. Other than us missing the field goals and the PAT, we get those. Obviously, we win this game. If everything goes according to plan, it is what it is. You know, it is what it is. So uh both quarterbacks were sacked for 14 yards, but they were sacked three times. We were sacked twice. Their sacks were like trying for him trying to get you know scramble up, but unfortunately they got him behind the uh, the line of scrimmage. So you get those sacks. So so Ben, uh, I hope that helped you out, uh, you know or whatnot. Let's go to the offensive side for a little bit because I feel like there was worries on the offense, but the good thing is it was from depth. The bad thing is I thought a couple of players cost us to lose the game. 
And 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 and, and as much as we want to throw Sam Darnold under the bus, I gotta be. I'm gonna be the first person to give Sam Darnold the bell because I thought Sam Darnold played well enough, and two at least two of his passes in critical moments in the game changed the 49ers play calling and it changed the way because on first and 10 it was an explosive play pass and on first and 10 they were both drops let's talk about the ray ray mcleod drop first because the ray ray mcleod drop was the most intricate one because that was the first drive that the niners were trailing and they had an opportunity to kick a game when it field goal with like four minutes left to play in the game and they still had their timeouts. So like it, it it was the one that changed the game the most. You know, on first and 10, the ball's thrown. And I mean, Ray Ray had his guy burnt to where he fell down. The, that's burnt. When you got fall, you got burnt. I don't care how they fell. You got burnt. Ray Ray had his guy burnt. I don't know if the, the was the pass slightly underthrown? Wait, what? Because he had to stop to go jump up and get it. But as he was coming down, you know, the safety was coming over the top to make a play. Uh, and Ray Ray has to know, man, catch it, secure it, get down to the ground. Unfortunately, the ball was never secured. So when the hit happened, the ball came out. And because he didn't make a football move, if and it's funny that we say this. It's funny that we say all he had to do was make a football move uh, even though the ball would have been fumbled, it would have went out of bounds and it would have still been the 49ers' ball and they probably would have lost a yard off of that catch. But it was an explosive play down the field. So now you're like, all right, cool. Jake Moody's going to get an opportunity to redeem himself, right? Because it was four minutes. It was a little over four minutes to go in the game. And uh, unfortunately, that's kind of like how it went down. I, You know what I like? I like the fact that y'all really care about this game like I do. I thought I was the only one that really cared about this game. Y'all really care. About this game, that, that that makes me feel so great because I thought I was the only one. I really wanted to win. <laughs> like, I, I'm really pissed. Anyway, I know the game didn't matter, but it mattered to me, god dang it. Like, I wanted them to win this game. I, don't, I never want to lose to Sean McVay, Pete Carroll, or whoever the coach is uh, of, of the Arizona Cardinals. I don't like to say his name, so it is what it is. That was the first one. They get another opportunity because the defense, after calling, using all the timeouts, the defense forces a three and out. The defense did their job. I'm like, all right, cool. We got two minutes, two-minute drill, Sam Darnold. Jake Moody still could get a chance to redeem himself. And first and 10, Chris Conley crossed the middle of the field. The good old Brandon Ayuk play, right? The, the play you see Brandon Ayuk or Debo Samuel run all the time, a nice little crossing route. They wide open. For some reason, he caught the ball and just didn't bring it to the body to secure it. Like, he just held it. Yeah, knock the hey man, knock the ball out of my hand. Here you go, knock it out. Cool, you know what I'm saying? Like, dang, like, and and you know what? You know what made me most upset about those two plays? They are veterans. That was if that was Ronnie Bell, I would still been mad. If that was another rookie, I would have been mad. But I'm like, all right, man. I, maybe they 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 rookies. They get us. They get a slight pass. These are vets. These are guys that played on other teams for the, the earlier tenure of their careers. These are vets. That, that's not rust. That's not rust. Rust is not being able to run the route and get open. They were open. And Ray Ray McLeod, in my opinion, was having a decent damn game. Every time they threw the ball, he was a catch. But he, that wide open one, man. Yeah, I don't know. That wide open one. Same thing with, with, with uh 
with with Chris Conley, we seen him make. We saw him miss in the end zone too, but I mean, it ended up going to Ronnie Bell for a touchdown. But that that's the thing. Whew. That was the thing. So offensively, Sam Darnold gave his receivers opportunities. The receivers failed those opportunities. And the game had to end the way the game had to end. Because you go on first and 10, you miss. You go for the big play, you miss. You're not going to come back with a run because you don't got any timeouts. You can't run the ball. If you can't run the ball, for those that don't understand football, it's like like a T. And trust me, I'm still learning. Like, I, I know it, but I'm still learning. I'm always learning it. But for those that don't understand football, it's situational football, right? Situations, right? It's different scenarios, right? It was first and 10. The Niners had zero timeouts on offense. The defense knows you're going to throw the ball. So they're going to play pass defense. But somehow, I watch brain farts like Elijah Mitchell. You're in there to pass pro. But that don't mean you pass your own person off. You you hit your own guy. Dang. (coughs) Can't even blame Spencer Burford for that sack. Because Elijah Mitchell, bam, and next thing you know, knocks Spencer Burford off of his patootie patootie, and boom, here comes Michael Hoyt. Go ahead and get my quarterback. It's a gift. Ain't nobody blocking him. It's like brain farts. Again, I'm a veteran. So I got gripes from the vets. Like they, <laughs> Cause they vets. And Elijah Mitchell, you started. And Chris Conley, you played with Kansas City, so you've been in the, on a high-power offense before. Maybe that's why they let you... I don't know. But but my point is, they they these are guys that you feel like you should be able to count on. He didn't go to Ronnie Bell. He didn't go to any of these... You didn't see Jordan Mason in there. Like Kyle wanted to win this game, and the players didn't execute. Now... Moving forward, before we jump up off this show, because you guys have been a wonderful audience, give yourselves a round of applause. Stick it around. Look to me. Yeah. I like this comment from Isaiah. Says, Wayne, vets need reps, too. You can't prepare for football without playing football. Uh, I've played it. It's true. You're 100% correct. But my expectation for vets is a little different than my expectations for rookies, just because you're a vet. You're a vet, and you're not starting for whatever reason, politics, not good enough, whatever the reason is, you're 100% correct. They need reps. But at the end of the day, I expect to be able to count on you a little bit more. It's not like they ran the wrong routes. We're not talking about them running the wrong routes. We're not talking about things like that. These were Those were drops. Those were, uh, what's the word? When guys mistack fundamentals. Those are fundamentals. I just feel like the vets should be more fundamentally sound. But you are 100% correct because I would have dropped that shit too. I'm going to keep it a book. I ain't even going to lie. I probably would have dropped it. I would have saw somebody coming at my head. I'd be like, nope, and dropped it. I'm just keeping it a book. Keep it a book. But my point is I just feel like they're not going to get those opportunities, bro, because there's guys that are ahead of them. So you only get one shot. Do not miss your chance and blow. This opportunity comes once in a lifetime. You better lose yourself in the football game. The moment you own it, you better never let it go. I'm just saying. They got the opportunities. They blew it. So I I do expect my vets to have a little bit more uh, 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 of polishing 
on in because they played the game more than some of these young players out there. But I knew Kyle wanted to win this game because he made sure that his guy was going to the vets opposed to maybe, you know, and I haven't watched the film yet. So he was Ronnie Bell open on him. I don't know. I don't even know if Ronnie Bell's in the game. <laughs> but you watch the other team go through their vets and those vets don't be having reps and they execute it. So you're right. But at the end of the day, the Niners just got to execute. And it starts with head. It starts with the coaching. It starts with the, it goes to special teams. It goes to the players that are out there on the football field. If the Niners just come on execute, man, they'll be fine. This is nothing to worry about. And I don't want people worrying about going into the place. I want y'all to take this week off and not worry about anything. Let the Niners do their due diligence. Just, just try this with me, because I'm going to do it with you. I'm gonna, it's not just you. We're going to take this week off. We're going to come up here. We're going to do some shows. We're going to talk about some accolades. We're going to big up our players. We're going to take a break from game planning and all that stuff. We're not going to think about none of that, because you know what? We don't even know who the hell we playing. So at the end of the day, that's what we're going to do. Now, I tell you what. I'm about to jump over at 2.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Bleacher Report app. If you guys want to see some more content, that's where I'm going to be. We're going to be talking about which team the 49ers want to play in the divisional round. It's going to be fun because they got four options. All right. They got four choices. Let's figure out which team that they want to play. So we're going to talk about that over there. Then back here at 4.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, yes, boy, Breezy and Mike Andrews from Nothing But Niners. We're going to give you the no harm, no foul. You can catch it on both of our channels, whether it's Nothing But Niners. And I'm encouraging you to watch it on both if you can do it show both of us some love we have to stream uh on both channels it's a simultaneous thing and we actually love doing it because we get two different uh uh you know communities in here at the same time and it's just a great 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 time so guys i appreciate you guys for rocking out with your boy breezy we'll be back wednesday wednesday i'm opening up the phone line so less of me talking unless it's going to be news and things like that and then you guys get to call in and we're going to talk about you know the things that we liked about this 2023 season so get your take everybody can call in we'll we'll make the minute the news minimal to about 10 minutes and we'll just open up the phone lines and have some fun i love you guys man i'll see you back here on this channel at 4 30 for the no harm no foul show man stay up stay faithful always keep it nitty gritty and thanks again for watching oh my gosh this whole time i forgot to use my overlay i'm so stupid my bad i felt like it was on at one point and then i clicked the picture or something again thanks for watching guys you guys are the greatest piece